In 2019, I attended an immersive performance experience called Disconnect. However, soon after we were due to start, we realised that Alex, the performer, and my guest in conversation today, was not going to be joining us. Instead, we, the participants, found ourselves thrust into a room together with an array of social media platforms up on display around us that we could chat through. Alex, it seemed, was going to remain distant. Perhaps somewhere in the building. Perhaps somewhere else. We didn't know. And so we began, a group of strangers, muddling our way through the experience together. Alex Tawney is fringe by nature, a colourful and loving individual and audiovisual engineer who is truly driven to innovate and create change in the space of the arts and our social experiences. What I'm constantly bowled over by, however, is the consistency of Alex's gentleness, a gentleness that is just the wrapping for a deeply instilled DIY ethic and true professionalism. Typical of the mindset underlying Alex's almost childlike DIY approach, the idea behind Disconnect was deceptively simple. Put strangers in a room together with numerous social media options to communicate through and see what happens. And typical of all seemingly simple ideas, the experience of it had a lasting effect on me and other participants who attended. We were left questioning the very nature of our online interactions and what makes them authentic or real, and whether, in today's world, the curated nature of online spaces perhaps enables us to be even more authentic and real than our face-to-face dealings with each other in, dare I say it, the analogue world. I left the performance space that night with so many questions and burgeoning layers of ideas that I knew I had to sit in conversation with Alex about it all and have a chat. But little did we know at that time how extraordinarily timely the lessons and insights of that experience would become in the context of the collective COVID isolation experience we were all just stepping into at the time of this recording. So Alex, hello and welcome. Hi, hi. I don't know if I can call it a show, maybe just to the conversation. (laughs) It's really, really lovely to have you. Um, to speak with about what was a very, very special experience for me going to disconnect. It was one of those experiences where you, yeah, really felt changed by the experience Uh and what you sort of noticed along the way. So I think to that extent served its purpose, purpose, purpose. (laughs) Um, I'd love to start with you by actually asking I guess this question of what grew you up. <laughs> what grew me up? Wow, yes, that's, meaning... <laughs> a, that's a... <laughs> a big one, huh? So, yeah, what brought you to this point of um, artistry? What sort of inspired the journey? And, yeah, what sort of filled your bowl along the way that then ultimately is now leading to creations like Disconnect? Um, oh, wow, that's such a tough question. But... Um... So, I mean, I grew you can up go in back a small, as far as you like. <laughs> like, I grew up in a small surf town, um, Sussex Inlet, uh, which, where you know, all of our friends were just kind of adrenaline junkies, really. So, I think, I think there's something there in uh, pushing 
boundaries, uh, um, doing risky things, you know, um, just, yeah, just taking risks in general. There was, was yeah, living on the end. part of, Being part of who we were, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I didn't really get into the art world until like year 11 and 12 of high school. Uh, when I only really did drama because physics and Japanese clashed and there was nothing else that interested me available. Um, uh, But then I started to really get into it and just sort of on a whim, I applied for a a performance course at Wollongong Uni Mm -hmm. um, with no real expectations of getting in. Uh, but then I did, which was amazing. Yes, <laughs> um, and the course at Wollongong Uni, I think, is very different to a lot of performance courses at bigger academies like NIDA or WAPA or something, um, because they had very little funding and stuff. So there was a lot of um, a very DIY work ethic was sort of drilled into us. Mm, like mm. um I, I distinctly remember one of our our teachers saying if you aren't making your own work you don't deserve to be getting work oh wow <laughs> as, a, it's, as an artist it's amazing <laughs> those yeah those one-liners that people drop or that we read somewhere along the way that completely shape us thereafter you know yeah totally those simple things can really yeah uh shapeshifters Mm. totally in a world so then yeah after completing that degree I moved to Sydney and uh, just started yeah started trying to find whatever work I could in the arts industry um, which has mostly ended up with me working as a, a technician a lighting and sound technician predominantly you work in I think you said Bankstown Community Centre, was it? Um, uh, a Bankstown Arts Centre I work for. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I've done a lot of, um, yeah, community arts centres and um, independent theatre and, mm. like, I was venue manager at Pact Centre for Emerging Artists for a couple of years. Oh, fantastic. Um, who are, so a lot of this is very much grassroots projects. Sure. Um, spaces for people to try new things and really experiment with their art forms Mm. which kind of fits Um, nicely with your whole ethic of uh or kind of i guess the living on the edge stuff you know just trying things out and seeing what happens so yeah definitely that's always been much more interesting to me than a naturalist players you know mm. going to see some David Williamson or something like that doesn't really <laughs> hold much much interest to me fair enough um, where, where did the the change maker part of you come from like the interest in social justice and social issues and things like this uh interest in social issues I guess would be would come largely from working with marginalized groups through a lot of these uh independent and uh, spaces for emerging practitioners and stuff like mm. uh, I've done a fair bit of work with accessible arts and groups like Ruckus who are a group for performers with Downs 
um, mm-hmm. a lot with Indigenous artists, a lot with queer artists. Yeah, wow. um, so it's really shaped your shaped your worldview, kind of like your relationships with people who are in some ways modern, marginalized now. Yeah, and in being a queer artist myself, um, there's obviously like there a personal is, <laughs> personal interest, no? Yeah, so there is a yeah, a, a, a different way of experiencing the world and um, a desire to to see the world be more just and fair. Mm. Um, well, well, that's really interesting. Then, so how did? Um, yeah, I guess how then was disconnect as a performance? Or I, I'm not sure what to call it because <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> But you were, so, yeah, so just like an immersive I, experience, right? How how was that idea? Yeah, where was that idea born from? What inspired uh, it? it? It's major inspiration sort of comes from the concept that is really prominent in Japan. Um, they call them hikikomori, which is basically shut-ins. It's people who completely withdraw from society and a lot of them are young people who basically haven't left their rooms or their apartments for years on end yeah wow um maybe just before you continue maybe just explain a little bit to um our listeners what the piece was about like in your own words you probably would capture it a little bit differently interestingly (laughs) than i would so the piece was about exploring what makes a social connection really genuine or authentic um, through the lens of social media. So by gathering a group of people into a space uh, and then having them interact through with me and each other through various forms of social media, I was trying to, really just play and experiment with what makes those experiences and interactions valid or 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 is one form of like face-to-face or digital interaction more valid than the other it was it was entirely an exploration and a complete experiment i had (laughs) yeah no i mean it was extraordinary and from someone who was in the experiment (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, you know, the question of authenticity within relating definitely came up, you know, um, you know, there's so much rhetoric around social media and the, the face that people put up, you know, like this, um, this meme that's going around where everyone posts what their Facebook image is, their LinkedIn, their Insta and their Tinder, you know? Like the oh, different yes, faces yeah, that we show the world. Yeah, um, absolutely. Then, like it's a curated uh, space that you And so I, it's interesting, you know, I'm personally also someone who really strives for authenticity and it's interesting that what, what face is the authentic face? You know, like there's an interesting question. If we're going to put ourselves in the social media world do we have to mm-hmm. withdraw and disconnect from it to be authentic or, or how 
how do we find the authentic face yeah and there is there is a almost a an an entire language or a, a way of communicating that is built by social media and like that we we communicate in very specific ways on those yeah. different platforms like Definitely. take for example twitter having its character limit yeah. forces you to communicate in a very particular way and you know the language that pops up and grammar changes and not just language itself but even the use of memes to communicate it's yeah memes emoji uh, it's there yeah. we're basically reshaping the way we communicate do you think it's to... making us more authentic <sighs> that's i know i know it's, it's a big question. one <laughs> that's where i want to go with these conversations so what, it's what makes what makes what makes them interesting you know i mean i guess that's part of what the uh, disconnect was trying to explore and yeah the question if i relate it back to the the hikikomori the shadows who like they're obviously finding their social needs met in some way bit through social media online gaming communities like that um so they do this deliberately it's not like a spiritual quest it's just like a social i'm going to isolate myself physically from the world and yeah, enjoy physical solitude and live in my room i think for the most part like and it obviously differs from case to case but i think for the most part it's that they found the comfort in these online spaces that the physical world has become sort of too frightening and it's safer in that little bubble yeah look it's amazing i uh, they're kind of like two different places i wanted to jump from this so i'll say them both and we'll let the conversation roll <laughs> the first question then is why did you choose the title disconnect and why not perhaps reconnect where the re um i remember you saying to me that the dis was optional <laughs> so why not also reconnect that- and the re being optional <laughs> Um, yeah, so why disconnect? And, you know, I, I can't help but comment at this point on the fact that um, we're both sitting in our bedrooms in the middle of this um, COVID-19 challenge we're <laughs> facing globally. Like yeah. we are all these, what's it, hitomori? Is that the right word? Hikikomori. Hikikomori. Like we're almost being compelled um, to be with ourselves. Um, yeah, it has become weirdly relevant um, yeah, that we're yeah. doing this now. Oh, it, it always was. And I, that'll definitely, there's something else I want, obviously, obviously there's more I want to ask, but <laughs> um, the relevance of the disconnect and, and this Hikikomori experience. And, you know, I even think of like the, um, the sannyasis of India who shirk life and sort of family life and they go off to live in solitude and you know sit in either the forest or the cave and eat you know nothing but what falls from that that kind of thing um there there is something spiritual about turning inwards or obviously it's more comfortable when it's by choice and I, I'm yeah. wondering if a lot of the panic and pandemonium is coming out of the fact that this is not by choice for people. Uh, but it's kind of like as I did a 
I don't know if you saw, I spoke on Facebook, I just did a live little post saying, look, this is life kind of forcing us to turn inwards and to clear out the inner junk, you know, yeah. not keep running away from it, not keep disconnecting from our internal world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's forcing us ironically into isolation to do that. So coming back to my question then, why was disconnect the title? Why not reconnect? So for those who can't, the, the way it was written in text, yes, the, the, the dis was in brackets. Yeah. As though, like, uh, yeah, as though it's optional. So yeah. um, I guess the, so the idea is that you can, you can connect or you can disconnect, you know. Um, and the, the term disconnect sort of, is one that's syn synonymous yeah. synonymous with the digital space, yeah, you know, yeah. like the idea. So um, that was just a bit of wordplay for me. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, it was on point. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I'll just, um, sorry, carry on. Oh, I was just thinking of addressing the other things you were yeah, saying, yeah. like, um, there's been, particularly amongst the arts community who are being really hit hard by this um, COVID business, uh, with events cancelling all over the place. Um, there's been a lot of outpouring of, of people trying to find ways to connect through this mm. digital space. Um, mm. Example, a, a dear friend of mine and colleague, um, Betty Grumble, does these dance classes that are kind of like and also self-empowerment workshops called that she calls a grumble boogie mm -hmm. and she did did one over instagram this morning mm -hmm. um which i think is a really beautiful way of connecting and mm -hmm. you and i were discussing this, this concept of the lounge room concerts and mm -hmm. there's already um there's already one that I've seen. So some friends of mine in a fantastic blues rock outfit um, called 1920. I don't know where they're actually broadcasting from, but they're doing an online gig on sun this coming Sunday. Yeah, um, great. So it's, you know, it's already happened. Like one person has the idea and it's already happening everywhere else. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's fantastic. I've seen so many people doing their thing online now. So you know, one thing that I find interesting, it's like there's this turning that's happened where um, actually, you know, I, I'll, I'll just say um, one of the platforms that we were able to communicate on at Disconnect um, was obviously through Messenger. And what was so interesting was how the conversation lingered on that oh, yes. thing long after the... And, yeah, long after the event and how people would every now and then kind of pop something up into the group. And yeah. some people left, some people disconnected and some people didn't. Um, but, you know, it was nice. Yeah, it was wonderful having it there and being able to myself put this idea out to that whole group that, yeah, it's like, you know, we've spent so many years researching how we being 
all the psychologists and all the people's doing the things, <laughs> you know, how yeah. much um, we've become, you know, slaves to technology essentially and how we're not the masters of our lives and how, you know, there's this inevitable role of technology takeover in our kind of worlds. But what's really interesting almost is this external challenge has um, re-empowering us and it's an opportunity for us to see that actually we're the masters of our creation here and that we can utilize technology for service, like for benefit of ourselves and other people and the way people are doing everything online, um, like, no, like re-harnessing the power of our creation and utilizing it in the way we would want it to be used to enable us to connect rather than to enable disconnection. And there's just so many beautiful things that people are posting. It's really inspiring. Mm. Yeah, people are creating all sorts of really lovely ways to support each other. And just, yeah, it's really uh, gratifying. And mm. It yeah. very much feeds into that idea of, yeah, whether you choose to connect or disconnect and maybe there's that yeah whether you choose to or not like is it too much do you pull your head in the sand or do you you know are you one of the people who stand up in a time of challenge and find ways through um and that's always something that you know we find inspiring is when people stand up despite any challenges Mm. they're facing so you know my i have just so much um respect for people that I'm seeing who are finding their ways through their individual challenges with businesses and whatnot at this time. Coming back though, um, sorry, I don't want to kind of run away from the reality we're both (laughs) sitting (laughs) in. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, there's sort of two questions in one that are lingering for me now. One is this question of, um, do you think technology or our use of it, perhaps perhaps up until this point, do you think it did make us more authentic? I, I think that's how I phrased the earlier question that came up. Um, but then the other thing is, what did you find? Do you feel like you achieved what you were hoping to explore? This question of what makes um, online communication valid or authentic? Um, you know, where does our authenticity lie in the online space? What did you get as your takeaways from that night? Uh, I think I think in building the piece, like, I was a little sceptical of the digital space and how much it can create an authentic uh, connection. Um, but also, like, I, have, I, I know, I do know for certain that, yeah, there are some really beautiful stories of, like, I've heard stories of people with severe disabilities who can't really get out into the world, who gain community through online gaming and things like that. And yeah. Um, so I know that there are these beautiful, authentic digital connections, but then I was also sceptical of what I was saying before about how our social media spaces are so carefully curated and mm, mm. Um, to often to, you know, show our only our best self or, you know, um, mm. 
it's really hard to say whether I got to a place of, I don't think I got to a, a place of an answer out yeah. of the experience, but I, I gathered, well, there was some very interesting insights when I finally stepped into the space at the end. And yes, sort of, I think everyone was like, hallelujah, Messiah has arrived. It's hilarious and brilliant. asking people what their experiences were was, yeah. was a really fascinating piece for me. But um, Any standout comments that are still lingering? I think what became really interesting to me was the way that people still sort of gravitated to little bubbles or or they would find groups still finding their people yeah 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 there was this this um thirst to find their part of that community which was really interesting to me yeah um like it it wasn't all you know just kumbaya it was uh, it became a very kind of um, evident microcosm in some ways of, as, as you're saying, of people finding um, their little groups and circles where yeah. they felt comfortable within the larger space. And um, which is really, really interesting if you think of this, oh, I'm going to get the word wrong again, the hikikomori. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so the hikikomori and you're describing them as people who are finding comfort um, within a larger space within us by being in a smaller space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, and, um, Hey, I think, you know, a previous word from, for that was agoraphobia, you know, like, is it really anything new? <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. And you discussed like, it's not a, a new concept. People have been isolating themselves yeah. from society for as long as society's been a thing yeah um, i've got the um silence retreats that are run up in the blue mountains with the uh, yeah oh, blanking for a second yeah what do they call that okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vipassana that's it the vipassana that's, the one. that's right so the 10-day silence retreat that they offer that is a that is a form of self-isolation but what is interesting is it's um it's inner solitude. It's, it's developing the practice of inner solitude whilst still living in community. Mm. So it's not really about shutting yourself up or shutting yourself away, but finding a way to stay within yourself and not lose yourself whilst in connection with other people. Um, and, you know, that's actually really, really fascinating to me the sort of inner outer dance that we do and, and where we were at at the end of the night at Disconnect and how the question that was lingering for me was still how do we take what essentially bound us together that night? And I mean, everyone was the fact that we had this common experience. Yeah. You know? and, and how do we take that awareness and utilize, replicate, apply, um, yeah, use it in some way beyond the night itself, you know, in the proverbial sort of off the yoga mat or out of the Vipassana retreat or whatever mm. our practice is, how do we take the, the insights and the inner journey that we have um, with us and embed it in how we live our daily lives? Because that's where the richness is. That's where the juice is. It all comes from our inner world, creativity, the arts, you know, it's, 
it's not just that you grew up in a surfy town. It's that in that group of people that you were hanging out with, um, you cultivated a character, something within you of pushing edges of boundaries of being experimental of exploring limits. And For my sure. God, look what you create as a result of it. So it's really this inner world that, you know, I really think it's the jewel of our time. And just to go back to the COVID stuff, it really is the blessing of this immense challenge. Yes. You know, I'm thinking about prepping a lot more than I used to, and I have my <laughs> to do's, you know, but I know personally, I'm definitely prepared to be inside myself through my own meditation practice. And yet it's definitely what I'm wanting to say is that it's a jewel of our time. It's, it's the glory that we're being gifted this opportunity to sit with the richness of our inner worlds and not run away from that. You know, there's so much inside each of us that can be seen and honored and enjoyed. And maybe it's just a chance for more people to self empower. through. Yeah. That. I mean, it's, yeah, it is an immense challenge, but um, that's humanity's great strength, isn't it? To meet challenges and adapt to them and, yeah take them as as opportunities yeah yeah definitely so speaking of opportunities um what what's left for you now like what's next like if people were to sort of come to any other works bubbling away for you because you know this particular outer challenge that we're facing will pass and i'm definitely hoping we see more of alex tawney um doing doing their thing yeah so, so um what's bubbling in your inner world sir <laughs> well disconnect is slightly on the shelf uh, i, I want to redevelop it so that it uh is a bit more focused and a bit more i don't know just clear in its purpose Intent? okay you mean for participants yeah uh and for myself to be honest like being um like that was a huge challenge was being myself removed from the whole experience made it very difficult for me to judge what everybody else took from it yeah right um, it was working and not working yeah yeah were there any so, other challenges in putting it together or the biggest challenge in putting it together was that it was so dependent on interaction from the audience, which I didn't really have access to in the process of developing. Mm. And you had no way of, um, in a beautiful sense, you had no way of controlling what happened on the night. You know, you yeah. could put all this in and everyone could have gone, yep, yeah, and walked out. <laughs> exactly. And I'm pretty sure some people did walk out. There, 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 were, there were some. We went through... Um, some interesting phases i think it was more than the storming norming conforming no storming no forming storming norming conforming um we went through these interesting phases or the way it expressed itself was oh we're all here anticipation yay okay hang on has it started alex isn't here yet what's going on oh mm -hmm. i don't think he's coming all right well okay we're here now and then it kind of got awkward for a little while as we sort of found our way together yeah. And I'm just taking, I'm still, look, this was last year and I'm still taking so many metaphors of it for what we're experiencing right now. You know, there's this big grand thing of us being shoved into this narrative, into the story of COVID. And 
we're sort of fumbling our way through together. But yeah. if we keep, if we go back to the night, maybe as a predict- prediction, what ended up happening was people settled into it in their little group. Yeah. And we ended up eventually really enjoying the evening. Although we were still communicating on, like, even though we were in the room together, most people were still chatting and making almost a joke about the fact that we were in a room, but still talking online, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so there was positive that came out of it. Yeah, so, uh, and yeah, so that was the biggest challenge was that it was Mm. until that moment of letting people in just a grand experiment where there was no way of knowing what was really going to transpire. That's very courageous of you. (laughs) So, yeah, that's something something I want to redevelop and Mm. uh, find a way to possibly bring myself more into the space while still maintaining that sense of distance Mm. uh, or I'm not 100% sure how that will work but that's something I'm still working on Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also working on a project that uh, is my my partner Amy is directing or Mm -hmm. the it's kind of her baby um, which we're calling IRL which is going to be you know, IRL being internet lingo for in real life. Um, oh, you just broke up there slightly. Can you just repeat that again? Oh, so, it, yeah, the piece will be called IRL, which is, you know, internet lingo for in real life. Um, and so the idea is to, it's it's going to be almost kind of opposite to what just kind of draws in the sense that we're bringing it in and having live performers and having them try to create in a face-to-face way a facsimile of an online experience. Fantastic. Um, so that's something we're, we're currently developing. Um, Sounds which, fun. Which, uh, yeah, was due to happen for Brand X's next block party at the St. Leonard's precinct, um, mm-hmm. which has been postponed as everything has. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the silver lining. It's postponed. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not over Red Rover. Yeah. And other than that, yeah, I'm just, just always playing, playing with, I, I have a particular passion for just building things out of, uh, techie bits techie bits i remember you look you know what we could open up a whole nother conversation around you and your you and your creations and the the train going around a thing that you did once and um yeah the light installations and uh, i guess you know working with me at um sydney fringe i think it would have been two years ago now yeah so many so many things we could could speak to maybe maybe pick just to close what is one thing that's really exciting you right now i think irl was this big one that i that i've been really excited about creating um and other than that yeah it's really that building of things out of uh found objects like it's amazing how many people throw out speakers in their hard rubbish yeah, right. and 
most likely all that is Unfair. wrong is it's a, a slight a slight wiring connection yeah right. or something that is so that the 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 speaker itself the driver is generally intact so what i really want to make oh, it's an absolute treasure trove for you sounds like yeah i have so many creations that i want to build with those <laughs> amazing oh and and my big major aim for the next god knows how long is to build my van i want to fit out with solar panels and a big battery bank and have it available as a, a portable green powered stage for performances and phenomenal and I really that's, mean that. I mean, extraordinary. You live with so much um, color and enthusiasm. I, I'm very glad that the DIY, uh, self-made, make a model, all that kind of stuff was drilled into you because it's, it's a glorious thing on you. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, that. I, I know it's, it almost sounds like hyperbole, but I just really, I just on a personal level, really, really appreciate um, the, the gentleness and the consistency and the color and the fun and determination that you that sort of are wrapped up in the package <laughs> oh. of the, the mixed bag of human that you are so thank you for doing what you do oh that's a very sweet thing um look perhaps we'll leave it there uh very very last thing though if people did want to keep an eye on your work and be able to come along to the next iteration of disconnect or to IRL or anything else you're involved in. Is there some way people can track you online <laughs> ironically or not? Yeah, I, I still haven't really set up uh, any artist pages or anything. Cause I'm still mm -hmm. actually kind of in the, in the early stages of my uh, establishing my own creative practice because uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've been in a supporting role as a technician and stuff for so long. Um, sure. But I guess my Instagram um, is where I post mostly. It, it's predominantly about my artistic work and okay, my and just that Instagram handle for people just, listening. Uh, it's at torn knee, as in torn ripped T O R N knee K N double E. Lovely. Thank you so much, Alex. You're an absolute gem. Thank you for your time. It's lovely chatting. I'm glad. How do we be ourselves when there is a seemingly curated way to be authentic, both online and offline? It's a question that actually came up for me many, many years ago. The online social world is a curated space. Arguably, despite the illusion or experience we have in that space of feeling more free to be ourselves, when we disconnect from the often confronting nature of daily life and of interacting with other humans, because really, we are a rather odd and intense bunch at times. But the online space has its own rules, and by virtue of the constraints of whatever your preferred platform, it does curate us. So are we really free, fully authentic, when online? Personally, I don't think so. Or at least not any more so than in daily life. It seems we're just trading one challenging skin, as it were, for another, digital one, where arguably all we've really disconnected from is the challenge of confronting ourselves 
our weaknesses and insecurities and sense of incompetence or anger or arrogance or pain, all of the internal discomfort that really only arises within ourselves, or at least noticeably so, when interacting with others. It's a very, very deep psychological issue. The question of how we as human beings find comfort, the kind that enables us to sustain our lives and survive. Whether we fulfill the deep inner need for comfort and sense of safety by either disconnecting or reconnecting with other human beings, arguably neither is more valid or real than the other. And perhaps, therefore, it doesn't matter how we meet that deeper need. And the drive to disconnect could even be said to be part of one of the most enduring human quests to know thyself. Indeed, it may be easier and no doubt it is, to shut ourselves away from interacting with the complex, bewildering even, mixed bag of human that each of us is. But I wonder to what extent it truly benefits our personal growth, or enables positive social change if we choose to do so. If we choose to run away from the challenge of bettering, dealing, strengthening our own hearts in service of the collective. What if we were to redefine then our need for comfort, as a need for strength, the soft strength that comes from meeting the challenge of knowing that ultimately only we are the shaper, creator, magic maker of our inner experiences in life, including any discomfort we may feel in response to the people and circumstances that come our way. And what if we choose instead to make our inner world a comfortable place to be shut in, <laughs> so we can take that world with us and feel safe, no matter where we choose to roam, create, or express our many different faces in daily life. I'm Hannah Weiner, and you've been listening to Artists of Change, supported by Yoke Magazine. <laughs>